Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, and um, as well as our other streaming outlets. And I must say that this show was highly anticipated. Um, this is a segment within Let's Talk, what I call Let's Talk After Dark. And we had stopped it, you know, not um, for no particular reason. Um, so we wanted to bring it back. So tonight I have a very, um, as I would like to say, a very interesting and unique young lady joining the show. Her name is Brazil. She has a podcast on Spotify as well as other iTunes and Apple Tunes or whatever they call it, um, as well as some other streaming outlets. Her podcast is called Freak Me Harder. She is a sexologist. So one of the things within the Let's Talk um, family, what I would like to say is we want to always be able to have conversations that will not make us uncomfortable, but will take off the shackles of being uncomfortable. Because a lot of times um, people don't want to have certain conversations because they feel like those conversations make them cringe. And as they get older, they become the old uh, get off my lawn type of people. So they forget that um, sexuality is a part of being human. So me and this young lady decided to do a show together. Um, so here we are. Brazil, what's going on? I'm chilling. I'm doing absolutely fabulous. The energy is so great right now. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to get started. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about you, so Brazil. Um, what made you decide to start a podcast? Okay, so I love to talk, um, and I love to talk about sex. 
Um, at the time I was going to college and, um, you know, I was taking psychology, I pre-med major, double major in psychology and a minor in African-American studies. And so my professor, Professor Masary, who's a psychology uh, professor, also had a sex uh, class. So um, I took that and I feel that um, to me, sex is extremely important. I mean, some people think that um, sex is just like the icing on the cake, but me personally, with the experience that I've had and through, uh, you know, scientific um, reasonings, um, I feel that sex is the whole freaking cake. <laughs> so one of, one of the things I noticed, um, I did I did have to listen to your podcast. I did find your podcast very interesting. Um, how long have you been doing uh, the podcast? I've been doing Freak Me Harder Erotic Sex Talk for about two years. About two years. Yeah. And uh, and I'm and I'm well aware that you were picked up by Adam and Eve, and I know that was big. Um, for those that don't know, in the podcast world, in the content creator world, is that when you get you want to get picked up by Spotify, um, uh, these type of things will sponsor you. I don't know if a lot of people are aware where Joe Rogan basically signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. So that actually was a win for all the podcasters when somebody gets picked up and get that type of contract. So when you stick to a subject and you get picked up and you get sponsorship, it helps It helps grows your channel. Uh, this young lady's channel is huge. Uh, by the way, she has a nice target audience, and um, that's a good thing to to be able to have that type of audience and know. Okay, I got these amount of people. I want to open it up. One of the things about um podcasting is that she can look at her analytics. She'll know the age bracket, uh, what country listens to her the most, whole bunch of different analytics that you see. Um, that that a lot of these partnerships offer for the content creator. So how did, let's talk about you being sponsored by Adam and Eve. What brought that about? Well, Adam and Eve, to me personally, is one of my favorite um, online stores to shop. So I know how big they were. And so um, basically, I ran out of a sponsorship with uh, Anchor. Anchor was paying me. And they were paying me well. And uh, when that ran out, I, I stated, you know, I need, I need another sponsor to, you know, to get me paid. I mean, in order to love something, you'll do it for free until you blow up. But for me, it's a little hard for me to continue and not get paid because I, I put a lot into my work. But I say that to say um, I, I wrote up a proposal. And I spoke to the CEO of Adam and Eve, and I suggested that um, she listen to one of my episodes. And she said, okay, we'll listen to your episode if we like it. You know, we'll do business. And uh, sure enough, Erica loved it. Erica loved it. She loved the concept. She uh, stated how much I would get paid. And uh, it's, you know, it's history from there. So, um I honestly did like a five-page proposal to Adam and Eve, and um, for for my first on my own, that was pretty big for me. That was pretty. Big. Wow, 
and I also, uh, for everybody in the audience, I also have a code for anybody that shops Adam and Eve. This is her code, um, adamandeve.com. The offer code before you check out is Freak Me, and you get how much percent off? Um, you could get 25 to 50% off. 25 to 50 percent off. So that's that's the code. So now we're going to continue into our our great discussion. So you're on this journey. You said, okay, I'm gonna start this podcast. It's picking up. I get picked up by Spotify. I get picked up. Adam and Eve sponsors me. Mm-hmm. Like how how are you? How far are you trying to take it? Like what's your what's your? Do you have a goal? Honestly, before, I didn't expect it to get this big. I I honestly didn't expect it to get this big. I mean, I started my podcast in my closet to to drown out the sound. You know, like I I did research on drowning out the sound and, you know, um, you know, uh, using uh, cardboard boxes and things of that nature (laughs) in my closet while I get claustrophobic. You know, but um, I started um, really like getting into the, uh, the the sounding and the professionalism of it. And um, the more content I put out and the more of the, you know, the subscribers I received, the more it gave me the, um, it just gave me the drive to continue. You know, people like to like really hear me talk mm-hmm. and really hear me whispering and, you know, that's like one of my terms that I use. I'm like, if they love it, then I, I love it. So I, I'll continue to do it, you know. And, and, so and- so do you, in, 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 the, in the podcasting realm on that aspect, because I my my channel is more like virtual. Okay. And then, then like, you know, I use my, my audio to podcast anchor as well. So you get a lot of fan. Tell us some about the fan feedback that you, because I know that you could write reviews. Tell us some of that stuff. Tell us the good and the bad of that. Well, so good, far, good, I, bad, and creepy. Let's just say that. Um, I I get all great reviews. However, I do get freaky people. I think mm-hmm. that's the most thing. People that are uh, big time business people, and uh, or husbands that are you know, living a double life or females that are trying to find the right man. And, uh, you know, one uh, fan of mine, he is, he's never experienced being with a man and he has a high profile type of man. And he wanted, you know, he wanted my advice on how I should, how he should go about it. And basically I, I jokingly, but seriously said, well, I think that if this is something that you want to pursue, pursue it in another city and keep it to yourself, you know, and, and take baby steps with it because you fantasize about it. But when you do it, you might not like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a video game. Like we, we play these video games and sometimes we kind of put our shoes and you know, and the people that we're playing, like we are those people, mm-hmm. you know, until you know we hit that grounds of of actually living that that lifestyle, and you're like, oh, I don't like it, or I didn't like the experience. So that that's the the advice that I gave him. You know, wear a trench coat, you know, with sunglasses, and go to New York City, 
and explore, you know, explore your uh, fantasy. Do you your- think? Do, do you think that that um, one of the one of the, the things that a lot of people have with dealing with their sexuality is that they're too busy worried about being judged? Of course, absolutely. I mean, for me, Britney Heart Erotic Sex Talk was for me because everybody said I was too honest, I was too real. Like, you know, when it's a double, it's a double standard of society. You know, a man could be with a billion women and a woman can't do that. A woman has to be conservative and sweet and she's not able to do that. And me, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna say what's on my mind. And regardless of what you call me, it doesn't affect me. Words do not affect me. So I'm going to say, you know, this person I made love to or had sex with the other night and incorporate my experience with my audience. And they're going to love it because I'm not afraid to be judged because this is the person that I am. This is what I enjoy. And, you know, I, 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 I don't sugarcoat anything. You know, this is... This is why the fans love me. I don't sugarcoat anything. It is what it is. How 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 is that? Um, I mean, most people you get a lot of people that might be like in adult movies, adult podcasting. Is it like a lot of competition? Is it a lot of support? Um, you know, I know I know one thing in the podcasting uh, arena, it's a lot of love. I mean, a lot of people help people. Uh, a lot of people give you tips. Um, one of one of my um, mentors, actually, he's considered the godfather of podcasting. He was the first. He's considered the first person to ever podcast. Um, I get a lot of advice from him. Uh, you know, he gives. He does these shows where he gives a lot of advice, not just to me, but a lot of advice to podcast. So I know, like, regular quote unquote podcasting. You get a lot of advice, or is it is it the same thing? It's like a good big family. I think for me, it's giving a lot of advice is key because, like me, the difference with me and other podcasters that talk about sex is that I incorporate my learning with psychology. So I give people, you know, the I give people a way of thinking the what ifs or you know the take for example the COVID. You know, the COVID, it's like everybody has to remain separated. You know, everybody cannot touch each other. And, you know, I I said, you know, love is a form of communication. It's a form of an excitement, you know, uh, just being happy, if you will. And if you can't, if you have to isolate yourself from people, a lot of people become very miserable, so I feel that, you know, being close to people, companionship, friendship, if you will, is something that is very important. That's, you know, I, I my opinion is we are here to love. Okay. Yeah. You know, as humans, we're not here to fight. We're here to love and multiply and be fruitful and become many, if you will. <laughs> 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 so, so let me ask you one of one of the things that we had we had discussed behind the um, scenes was when you're because you have to incorporate your training, your your schooling, your education. Now you're basically giving people advice about sex. Do you think what 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 do you think a lot of people when they do have the quote unquote relationship? And that that spice is gone. 
like, what would you suggest uh, uh, for that individual or those individuals to really bring the spice into their relationship? Well, one, I think that people lack, uh, you know, security. A lot of people are insecure. And when people stop having sex, they become insecure. They become, you know, um, my body's not looking the way it used to in the beginning, or a male might feel the same way. You know, I don't do it the way, or I don't do it as long, whatever the case may be, it's the insecurity that starts that. So, you know, one thing that I said on my show for women in particular um, is stop asking if the sex was good after you have sex. Because right there, you're saying, you're, you're a little insecure about it. Did, was it good? Well, you know what? If it wasn't, I wouldn't be laying in the bed with you. So it's like, you know, one thing we need to do is stop asking if it was good. You, you, should, you should have the confidence to know that you played it, you know? And for women, um, I give the advice of looking at getting in touch with their vagina. Okay, we're the, I, I personally think a lot of women do not get in touch with a vagina and it goes haywire when they have sex with people. It, it, the way you take care of yourself, like if you're if you're in touch with your vagina, if you take a mirror, you look at it, you're like, hey, it's been a long time, you know? If you get in touch with those things that you never pay attention to and you're just every day it's a routine and you're jumping in the shower, then you're going to see that confidence like come out of you. You know, you have to be in touch with your sexual parts, your your, you know, your your clitoris. You have to be in touch with all those things because if you're not, somebody's gonna tell you something that you're not aware of and you're gonna be embarrassed. You know, and that's, that was one of the things that we discussed um before about about smells and a lot of people have like an acidic diet yeah and the, how the diet affects the chemistry and the smells and all yeah. that stuff so um you think do, do you think that the fear of being told like you know you, you might have an issue down there um i mean <laughs> I, I want to like uh, talk about like you know with K Michelle that's a perfect example when um what's his name the rapper um I can't think of it now he was the rapper but he he stated that she stunk and she basically said you know you didn't have his name I can't think basically she basically said you didn't have to put me on blast like that but K Michelle is like a prime example like of not being in touch with their vagina. Like I have a name for my vagina. I think every woman should have a name for the vagina. I have a name for my, my vagina. I take my vagina out to get steamed or whatever. And you know, when I have an encounter, they love it. And the reason why they love it is because I love it. I treat it as such. Like, you know, it's beautiful to me. A lot of women, they're like, oh, I don't like the way it looks. Just do what you gotta do. And it's just like, if you don't like it, they won't like it either. Well, oh, I get the con. I, I definitely understand the concept. I mean, you should you should take care of yourself and love it, so other people can feel the same way. Absolutely. Let's just let's just say for Kim Michelle's purposes, let's just say a legend, because yeah. uh, I don't know for a fact. <laughs> so let's just say a legend. But anyway, 
So she was, it's funny that she, she, her response to that was more of, damn, why you put me on blast? So probably she knows that it could be something in her diet or just, you know, like it's most likely diet. It's always diet, you know, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, go ahead. But it's all like even a man's semen, you know, if a man seem, if a man has a terrible diet, it's going to be bad. Okay. And women, ladies, you know, when it's bad and it stinks, like if they're drinking beer and they're not like, they're not eating enough plant-based foods. It's going to be terrible. Same thing with women. Some women, like if they eat garlic and fish, it kind of comes out of their pores. So it's just like if you're going to have a nice night, don't eat those type of things. You got to you got to do the Erica Badu. You got to drink pineapple juice. Yes, absolutely. No, because it does it does it does a trick. You know, you eat you know pineapple. You drink pineapple juice. You eat strawberries. It gives a different flavor to your you know. So one of the things, right, and I'm, it's funny that we're talking about body chemistry, and um, we anybody in the chat that has any questions for this young lady, she'll be willing to answer any question, um, any question you guys may have to ask, as long as they remain. We want to, like, always have a mature adult conversation and be able to speak about these things in a mature way. Um, one of the issues that you, you hear a lot of times Brazil is a lot of people to spice up their relationship will bring in the third party. And then it's like cause conflict because uh, I've heard instances where the girl, did, she resisted, the girl resisted at first, but after it happened, she liked it. Or right. vice versa, the guy resisted at first and then he clung to the the one the, the stranger, so to say, right, right. the one who came in the house. Like, do you think that I'm, you know I'm not gonna put you on a spot or like is that a good well, thing? Yeah, we, spot. Why not? No. Nah, <laughs> what 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 would be your assessment when a couple if a couple came to you and they were they were both honest and talking to you about things that they wanted to spice up their bedroom activity what would you tell them i mean i would i would tell them that you're you know you're probably more more silver promiscuous couple than an exclusive one because like when you do that and i'm not saying that it's wrong but i've through my experience i've been in you know three-way relationships and i've seen people go crazy in the bedroom naked and um when you're in a promiscuous relationship anything goes and there's no rules. When you're in a committed relationship and you add somebody in that relationship, you are opening the door for what ifs, what could happen. You know, the the trust issue, uh, maybe the husband or the wife liking the third party. You're, you're giving the okay for that person to uh, say, you know what, I wanna do it again, but I wanna do it by myself. I mean, because a relationship, there's no rules. You customize it to, you know, you customize it to, you know, the man and the woman. There's no rules. So when you open a door to like, when you open a door to, you know, the third party, the woman could go crazy. 
you know, and like beat down the door because the dick was so good. And here the wife is, you know, like, well, I thought it was just going to be one time or the husband could like it, you know, and do something behind the wife's back. And so I, I just, I, I just think that it, it gives that, um, you know, that opening for people to be more like bad, you know, <laughs> do you think it's that a lot a of, things, it's not a bad thing. But if a couple is a couple, they're opening another can of worms. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You think, you think one of the, one of the, um, <laughs> you hear, you hear this a, a lot of times that a lot of people are just sexually compatible and, and they'll try to, yeah, or they're trying to make it a relationship, and it was really just a sexual compatible thing. Like a lot of people can't separate um, relationship from just sex, absolutely, and vice versa. Absolutely, I feel that a lot of times people get it mixed up, especially when when finding someone. Um, I'll speak from a woman's point of view, um, and, and a male. You know, sometimes we look visually. And visually isn't going to help you in a relationship if that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? I feel that people are sometimes they're in lust instead of in love and they don't know it. So they're like, I'm really feeling this person, but it's more on a sexual level. So, you know, that sexual level will, you know, it'll go on and it'll, it'll excel. But then the two parties don't have anything else in common as far as relationship and it doesn't it doesn't progress from there. Well a lot of people do do um a lot of you know just soul seeking basically you know and having sexual encounters and mixing lust up with love. Or just or just casual yeah. sex and this is it. I don't want nothing else from this person but the sexual relationship. Right. We have we have a good sexual chemistry, but I don't want a relationship with this person. And it will go on like this for years. What do you think? Like, like, do you think these people that have these type of relationships? We're not and we're not judging anybody, right. but do you think these people do you think these people are like really like fooling themselves? I personally think that not. I wouldn't say that they're fooling themselves, but I think they're a bit confused because there is a clear definition of love. We know that love sets the foundation of a great relationship, and with sex, sex isn't love. Sex is lust. You know what I'm saying? We could all enjoy sex, you know, but the person could be a, a crappy person. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I think that people have to understand that it's bigger than, you know, it's bigger than that. It's so much, it has to be a person that looks within a person in order for them to, you know, in order for them to find true love, if you will. One of the, one of the, um, the things, and I think that a lot of, it's not taboo or it's just not talked about or people may not share it as much as their introduction of toys into the relationship. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about that? I love toys. There's well, well, it's Adam and Eve. I mean, you, you're sponsored by Adam and Eve, so I'm quite sure 
they have a, a, a wide range of accessories there. Me too. And I have to, as a single woman, I, I too can wrap in my toys. You know, they're not going to put me like that. <laughs> they're not, it's not a relationship, but it's so good. It feels like one. <laughs> so you get, you get some people that may say, I, I, I have a relationship with my toy. And nothing, they get to a point where nothing could satisfy them but that toy. Right. Um, how, do you think that they should tell the person, okay, they, they got a toy, that they got the person they're having sex with? Right. Do you think that they should tell the person they're having sex with, like, you don't really do it. I, I do it to please you. What does it for me is really my toy. Me and my toy have a relationship. I think people need to be honest because a, a lot of times people get jealous of toys, especially if it could make a person climax quicker than what they can do. So it's important for people to be honest and uh, to be open about the toys because uh, nine times out of 10, people get jealous of the toys and the toys are running. They are. If you have a toy in a relationship and it is so good, I have two toys. Um, I could show them. I have two toys and they are absolutely incredible. And I find myself, you know, and like, like with having my encounters, I'm like that was nothing compared to my toy, get out of here. So, you know, it's just, you know, I, I feel that, you know, it's not that a man has to pick it up. I just, it's, it's a different, we're living in a different time. It's a lot of single women out there that are not, they're, they're not settling, you know? There's a lot of men out there that are, you know, raised in a certain type of environment where they don't treat women, right? And there are women out there as well that are raised in a certain environment where they don't treat men right. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's, one, of the, that's one of the conversations that me and you had Um prior is that um a lot of a lot of men nowadays got this major mommy issues and um <laughs> and uh it, it affects how they they view their view of women and what a woman um is there for from a a, a quality a qual as i like to say a quality woman right not not just her sexually but what what's what do you think a a good woman is worth what would you be willing to um, do to be with that type of woman and, and, and understand her to get to know her uh, spiritually, intellectually, emotionally and um, you hear that a lot with women nowadays and they say that the quality of men is real low so I say that to say like you know in in that situation where you you have a relationship with your toy now how can that affect the courtship? Like, you know, somebody could be like trying to date you and you'd be like, uh, uh, I could tell you're not going to cut it out. You're not going to cut it because my toy does all the things that I needed to do. Well, I think personally, if I'm dating someone, toys go in the attic. Because, you know, for me, dating is more than sex. You know, I do cater to my podcast for sex, but I look beyond the person's 
sexual act and I look beyond their looks because really you have to teach a person. We all have to teach each other how to have sex because everybody's different. You know, everybody's different. So you want to be able to teach a person and let them know what you like in particular, what makes you feel good, what you don't like, what what's too hard, what's too rough, what's too soft. You, in order for you to have a great relationship, you have to teach. I mean, I'm a firm, firm believer in that. I, I mean, if a person doesn't tell me how to do it, I'm probably going to fuck it up. And my partner, he or she, just like, what were you doing? What was that? You did that and I didn't like it. So I think that that's like incredibly important for people to really like look beyond the uh, the the exterior of a person and to look within their hearts. I mean, I call it love lights. You have know? that have that communication with the individual and tell them, you know, you know, you're touching me here, and you may think it's pleasing me. But it's not pleasing me. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually turning me off. One of one of the, um, and if anybody needs her link to her podcast, I will gladly give them to them. I'll put it in the groups, and anybody want to inbox me, I'll give them the link to her podcast. Um, one of your podcasts is one of your shows, and I think I was gonna listen to it, but I said I don't want to listen to it too much because we're gonna interview, we're gonna have conversation, and I want our conversation. To kind of catch you off guard, that I I know a little something about your podcast. One of your subject matters were faking orgasms. Speak to that. Speak to that, or what you believe, why people do that. Um, what would be the reason why a person, I guess, a woman, because I don't think a man could fake it. It would be very interesting if a man could fake an orgasm. <laughs> but speak to why you think. Why do you think women do that? I know why women do it because uh, it takes a long time for us to climax. And uh, if if uh, if their partner is not hitting their G spot or head on, uh, they're not going to come. So in order to satisfy a man or you know their partner, because it could be a man or woman, a woman and a woman, they just fake it and say, "Oh, I came." And sometimes I'm pretty sure the person's still screaming while they stopped, you know? So it's like, you know, people don't understand that us as women, we could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, you know? And then like with the, 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 uh, the orgasm, we could, there's the orgasm and then, then there is us coming. There's two different parts. Yeah. That's yeah. one. And men have to understand that you there's a certain way to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, and if you don't take the time and you think you're Hercules jumping on a woman, she's going to take it. And that and that happens a lot. You you hear stories where absolutely um, um women women a woman will say, I haven't had a, I never had an orgasm until I was twenty-eight or 30 or 35 or 40. Some women say they never had an orgasm. Do you think that comes from, I I, I personally believe a woman knows her body. Do you think that comes from the communication aspect? Like you have to communicate. If you're going to have sex with an individual, 
Um, and, and a lot of us think that sex is more spiritual, so to say, because you're, you're, you're letting off energy. If you're going to have sex with someone, you should at least tell them what pleases you. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Sex is about energy. You know, a lot of times when people have sex with people and a person may have negative tendencies, they'll take that with them. You know, so that is very true. Sex does, you know, when people interact with the, each other, they do uh, exchange energy. I do believe that wholeheartedly. But I just think that women, and because like you said, and like I know men can't fake it, but women are more so of a pleaser. So sometimes they don't want to hurt their feelings and they'll just go on and just say, oh, I came. But what that does is that just creates a long-term, uh, you know, a long-term uh, road of unhappy that you know where she's lying basically and we do it just to get it over with you know to um oh did you come oh great it was oh it was wonderful, it was wonderful. i loved it you know <laughs> I, saw, I saw fireworks and then, oh my god and then we just yeah. fell asleep you know? yeah because the the, the the communication uh is is all jacked up and right. the un the understanding of sex and the relationship is all jacked up as well Right. And a lot of times women think too much because men are physical and women are visual. This is what makes women come. They're visual people. They're visual. They like the flowers. They like they like the talking. They like the, the looking in the face and you know, the talking. Men are physical. They like the tits, the ass. They're good, you know, as long as you got it in the right places and you don't have a third eye. They're gonna do what they. They're not so much. There are men out there that are more of a visual and, and, and mental. There are. There are men out there. So I'm not trying to say no men are, you know, visual, mental, but a lot of men are physical. So they, you know, to please a woman, it goes right over their head, you know, and uh, they they miss it. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that um, with having a podcast, you're 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 playing, you're able to speak to a fantasy that a that an individual may uh, have in their mind, like your topics. Just just look at your topics. What makes you choose the topics to talk about? What what goes into your thought process on the topics to talk about? Well, for me, um, like erotic sex talk, those two words, you know, things that people usually wouldn't talk about. And there's some closet people that will want to listen to those stories or the, the, the talks, you know. Um, there are, you know, millions of people out there where they have a set of friends, but, you know, it's just not a good idea to, to explore certain things that they would probably want to explore. So, when I go into the topics, I go into the topics that would shock people, basically, you know, and, and put them like, eh, you know, I'll listen to it. I, I did a topic on prison rape. Um, I found it to be very interesting, um, but it 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 gave me insight on, you know, how it turns men out from being in prison. Not all of them, 
but some of them, you know, like set, like sexual behavior has so much to do with a person's environment and experience. And a person, a man can go into prison straight as an arrow and come out a down low guy or completely gay, you know? So I feel that I pick the topics that, um, that I'm interested in, you know, I don't know. I give the audience, you know, if you like to give suggestions, please give me a suggestion and I'll research it. But they're pretty much topics that I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that would be like. And a lot of times I learn a lot from my research. Do you think, do you think sometimes like, you know, I don't, like I used the word fooling ourselves earlier. I don't want to say we're fooling ourselves. Do you think, um, when we discuss this topic and why it's so hard, why it's always a taboo, is because we have a myth in our head. Like, we're not supposed to talk about that. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, from birth, you know, I know personally through my experience that a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're such a slut. And I'm like, thank you. You know, like, <laughs> it's not that I'm a slut. But because I'm talking about something I want to talk about, you think that I'm a slut. You know, um, it's to me, it's a form of control. You know, a lot of people aren't allowed to talk about sex. A lot of people are very religious. And I'm not a religious person. I don't judge. But, um, you know, getting married uh, after, you know, before sex isn't going to make the relationship last any more than having sex before marriage. And the reason why I say that is because you may not like the compatibility might not click. It just might not. And statistically, you know, I'm not seeing any, I, I don't see that much of a huge difference between people getting married and, and staying together and people, um, you know, having sex with someone and staying together. And the divorce rate within those two categories. Like, I feel that people really need to get to know each other because, again, like, I sometimes when I date and I meet people, I'm like, where did that person come from? And of course, you're meeting their representative, I guess. So, but it's just. Do you think, do you think a lot of people confuse being sexual and being? And sex, like it's a way to be very sexual. Yeah. Without yeah. without the physical uh, touch. Yeah. Do you yeah. think one of the one of the reasons, uh, well, like I used the analogy earlier about the the married couple that needs to spice up their bedroom action. Right. Do you think that he and she needs to realize like, like this, like why does she like you wearing this particular cologne? Right. Or why does he like you wearing his shorts and his tank top or his football jersey or whatever? Whatever turns a person on. Um, you think one of the one of the issues is that maybe like she may not feel sexy. Like you can hear a lot like with women, and it happens with men. I think just as men just have the ego. Right. Um, a woman may feel like you know I gained ten pounds. I don't feel like I'm pretty enough for you yeah. anymore. I don't feel myself, so it affects the sex life. Right. Um, what, what would be like some advice you would give, speak to that type of individual? 
Well, I think that women have to see, like, like it's very hard to do, but you have to first love yourself. If you don't love yourself, nobody else will, you know? And it's very important to find yourself, especially with women who have had children, you know, with the postpartum and things of that nature. They don't feel like doing their hair. It's a lot for a woman to come out of that, giving birth and stuff like that. So my suggestion for a woman to, like I said, find your, you know, get to know yourself again. You know, take yourself out to the spa if you can afford it. Get your nails done. You know, get your hair done. It's it's very hard to, uh, you know, just to like sit back and just like I'm just not. I don't got it anymore. If you got a little weight, work with it. You know, I'm, I'm a thick woman. I work with what I got and I love it. You know, regardless if I'm smaller or I'm bigger, I know I am bigger and better. That's how I look at it. And, and women need to see that within themselves. And I feel that society and the media, you know, they portray women to look a certain way and to be a certain skin tone. Well, now everybody's black fishing, so it's a little different. But you know, but you're, but women, but well, women, as they say, women are required to be strong all the time, even when they don't have to be. Even when they're not feeling strong, society has to like. For example, and, and we're not gonna make it a racial talk, right, but right. black women can never let their guard down and not be strong. It's like a myth that a black woman has to always be strong, where she can't be weak, she can't be, she can't cry, she can't show that emotion publicly, and she always has to be the mother, the 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 the, the strong black woman, sort of say. It's always she has to be that way. Right, and I, but I kind of I agree, but I do feel in a black community like we are like taught to. Um, what is it like to deal with our own problems? Like we're we're not taught to go to a psychiatrist until like we until we grow up and we we kind of find it on our own, you know. But like, a lot of times I feel I, I don't see you know a lot of my um, African American friends going to psychologists, and I think it's very helpful, you know, because a lot what I see a lot of his relationships blowing up in people's faces because they're not talking about it. You know, it could be so simple, like from a, it could be so simple from like a, a position, you know, like a person's doing missionary all the time and they might want doggy style or something like that. Like people have to be open to like, just being open to pleasing their mate, their partner, that's what it's about. Like if your partner wants you to wear a clown suit, wear a clown suit. What's, <laughs> I would with the windows and everything. Like if that turns you on, then I'm wearing a clown suit, buddy. Com communication is key. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is, like I said, this is her code. Um, if you go www.adamandeve.com, um, I've never been on the site, but I'm quite sure they sell they sell the grown and mature stuff on on the site, and her offer code is when you when you're about to check out. The offer code is Freak Me. Um, she's sponsored by Adam and Eve. Um, wow, interesting conversation, man. 
<laughs> interesting conversation. But I, I do, I do. Um, one of the things that we keep alluding to is communication, and I think I, I, I definitely agree with you that a lot of times um, it's a communication gap going on, yeah. and it, and it could be simple, like you said. She may she may like a different position and dude, you keep doing the same position, it's boring, or vice versa. Somebody might like a little spice, they might want one leg up in the air, or yeah. or or uh as they say, I don't want I want spontaneous sex, I don't want planned sex, I don't want the right. oh uh, you right. know what what yes. we we used to we used to go out and have fun and get almost get caught having sex in a car like you don't do that no more like it's no fun it's no thrill it's like the uh, the endorphins aren't even flowing anymore because I don't even feel like we're doing something right. that we shouldn't be doing um and that's what even even if that even if you could be you know you, you could love the person that's a different thing we're just talking about strictly sex like you guys might have done some crazy stuff together and it's just like it's okay it just stopped we're just you know once a week once a month or whatever and it's just plain it's a way of of you're at an orgasm i have an orgasm but it's no spice to it sort of say like they need the element like my cousin just uh check put in the thing people need the element of surprise right like the spontaneous, and then you get that you get some. Like you may have a, a female be might be real spontaneous, the guy may not be. Exactly. So having that communication, having that conversation, um, you know, even if even if they're they're together, go out on a date and talk about it, share it. So, is it anything else you'd like to talk about? I mean. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm, I'm quite sure we're going to um, have you back on. Oh, I hope so. I, I, I enjoy talking about sex all the time. <laughs> I, you know, I, I Honestly, I really do love to give advice because a lot of people are like, and, and they're just minor glitches in a relationship. Like people don't understand that, you know, Men are sensitive and so are females. And sometimes females think that men aren't sensitive and men are sensitive. They're just, they're very prideful, you know? And, you know, if a man wants to pursue a serious relationship with you, be open to different sexual encounters, behaviors, because... If not, then like people start to wonder, and it's a natural thing. Like, like for a lot of people, they just love to chase. Yeah, they don't even wait. They don't even. It's not even about getting, as we would say, uh, I'm gonna say the cookie. It's not even about the cookie. It's the, it's the, it's the, the intellectual sex. It's the intellectual foreplay. Like you know, I want you. I know you want me. We're having a tug of war. We're having fun playing this game. And the game is fun and it's exciting and it could be like really like motivating and you just keep doing it, keep doing it. And it ain't even about really having the sex. It's just a game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, Stay on. We're, we're going to finish the conversation. Some more of the conversation behind the scene. Um, Everybody in the chat. 
I appreciate you guys. As my cousin said, verbal intercourse. Yes, you're right. Um, everybody in the chat, appreciate you guys. This is uh, hopefully a conversation that we will continue at another time um, with the Let's Talk After Dark segment. Um, I know that a bunch of people had questions before when we discussed having this type of show. So hopefully going forward, we'll have some uh, pre-questions that I could ask her and uh, we could discuss it on the show. And um, like I said, I appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. And um, we're going to close the show out. Just I just want to show something. And uh, you guys take care. And um, remember to hit the like button. Remember, if you're on YouTube, make, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, subscribe and share. That's the least you can do to support uh, the channel and the page. Um, her podcast is on Spotify. Just look under Freak Me Harder Erotic Sex Talk, um, and you'll find it. If you need to find the link, I can send you the link myself. And uh, you guys have a nice night.